mother's face. I'm just going <laughs> to let it run until you quiet down. Okay, sorry. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. Today, we are talking about The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, not Tears of the Sun, which is a Bruce Willis movie, I just realized. <laughs> it, is. <laughs> it is a Bruce Willis movie. It is. It dawned oh, on me. Shit. Uh, de- uh, developed by Nintendo EPD, published by Nintendo. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and start first. I don't like this game. I don't care about this game. I could care less. I could not care less about this game. Primarily that because my soul. I know, bro. Because I did not enjoy that other one. What Breath was the one? of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. I didn't enjoy that. Uh, for many, many reasons. There's an episode on that if you'd like to hear me just complain for however long that episode was. And we'll talk a little bit about that, but yeah. go ahead. So I didn't play this, so this is going to be one of our, our favorite kinds of episodes where Caleb is going to give us the plot. He's going to tell me about the game. I'm going to ask a bunch of questions, and then I'm just going to make fun of, the, fun of it for the entire time that we're talking about it. Okay. So, Caleb, how excited were you for when this was announced? You, you know I've always been a big Zelda fan. Absolutely. Uh, literally I, wearing a Zelda shirt I, today. I am. I am. <laughs> this, this is Link's Awakening. Yeah, go to our Patreon, sign up. You can get the unedited video of today's episode yeah. with Caleb wearing his Zelda shirt. Absolutely. Um, and it's like I've, I've always been a big Zelda fan, mm-hmm. right? Like I played the original Zelda on NES. Uh, I can't say when it first came out because I was like one. <laughs> um. Or maybe not even that. I, 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 want, I don't. I don't. I might not have even been born. It may have to been be honest. It may have been eighty six. Let me check. I, I know that's where I'm kind of like, oh shit! It, it, it was it eighty six or eighty seven? I think it was eighty six. Is it Link's Awakening? No, no, no. It's just uh, Zelda. Legend of, I'm gonna do it. The Legend of Zelda. Yes. Zelda video game. Oh, look at me! February twenty first, nineteen eighty eight, nineteen eighty six. Eighty six. Yep. I'm so yep. smart. So I wasn't born yet, <laughs> but when I got to an age that I could, I think I was like five or six years old. I played it, mm-hmm. and I loved it. And of course, at that point in time, I believe there was also uh, um, Link to the Past that had come out on the SNES, which is the first one that I played, which I really enjoy. And I, that's uh, hands down, even to this day is still my favorite Zelda game, right? Mm. I I loved it. It had all these great components to it. It had an amazing world. I thought it had an incredible storyline. Like it was great. Yeah. Um, To the extent that uh, for those of you who have listened to me talk about Zelda in the past, I I did the very corny thing of um, the way I proposed was handing my wife a little treasure chest and I played the little opening music from, yeah, Ocarina of Time. And uh, she opened it up and it said, it's dangerous to go to loan, take this. And she opened up another little box and on the roof of that one, it said, will you marry me? And it had the ring in it. And it was very sweet. And then our wedding was, of course, Zelda themed. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like, big fan of Zelda. Uh, I enjoyed Breath of the Wild. I enjoyed the open world concept of it and everything like that. So with this one coming out, and I was like, hey, I'm going back into that world. It's It's... Not uncommon, but it's rare that they do sequels, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm like doing a sequel to this. This is going to be great. Like, I'm super excited about it. 
Um, and I've kind of been tracking it ever since they really just announced it of, hey, we are doing a sequel to Breath of the Wild. Uh, so, yeah, as, as the game was getting close to coming out, I was just getting more and more pumped about it. Uh, I was very curious about a lot of things. But, again, I tried to stay, like, very dead to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, di- I didn't want to watch all these videos and, and all this footage and read all these articles and all that other stuff because I, I wanted to go into this world going again. Like, what surprises are you going to have for me, right? Yeah. So, with that... It, it, there is a lot of similarities, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And like like I was stating with our last episode when we were talking about um, Jedi Survivor, like I like new things being introduced to me and everything like that when I see new games. And, and granted, knowing that this was a sequel and everything like that, um, I, I knew there was going to be a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Like I knew it was going to be really, really carbon copy, right? Like, again, it's a Zelda game. You swing a sword, you fight the enemies. Like, there's not much variety there, right? Yeah. Like, we're not looking at new movesets or anything like that. It's a guy with a sword and a shield and, you know, some crazy-ass weird powers, and we're going to go fight some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's basically the same game, right? Um, But I enjoyed it. Like, they did incorporate enough new stuff into the game or or made it enough like we we've had the conversation before uh god what was it biomutant where the world was a mile wide but it was only an inch deep right (sighs) yeah this world was a mile wide but man it felt like it was a mile deep as well yeah and i loved that right like i love being able to run around a world and just continuously exploring things and finding new things and 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 just kind of being like oh my god this is kind of cool like where where does this hole lead me to you know what i mean yeah and that that this has a lot of that so in breath of the wild you only have the surface world right this game, you have the same map, right, of the surface world, but they've also included the the depths. I, I keep calling it the Underdark okay. because I'm a D&D nerd. Right. Because that's basically what it is. Like, you go down into the, the underneath caverns, and you're basically exploring the same size map, but it's in this corrupted darkness, right? Mm-hmm. And then you also have the Sky Island. Okay. So you've got three different layers on this map. Now the sky islands aren't big and expansive and everything, but it's they're they're fun to wander around on and explore and kind of figure out the puzzles that are on them. But for the most part, they're they're not they're exactly that. They're islands, right? Right. But still, you took a map and you made it two and a half times bigger by adding those two things. Yeah. Like that's cool to me. Um, so I really enjoyed that and it gave me a bunch of new things to explore and everything like that. Um, enemies are basically the same combat's basically the same mechanics are basically the same. It's the storyline that really drives this one. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, like it was a fun play. If you liked breath of the wild, and you enjoyed exploring that world and manipulating those mechanics and everything like that, jump into this one. Now, they have changed some of it. So there was shit that you could get away with in Breath of the Wild. Like there's a, um, it's basically unlimited stamina, Mm. right? You're running around Breath of the Wild, but you're whistling. It doesn't deplete your stamina bar. 
So you're just full booking it the entire time, but you're whistling. So okay. you have to deal with this annoying whistling noise the entire time that you're doing it, right? You can't do that now. Uh, okay. Like if you try running and then you go to whistle, it immediately dead stops you when you whistle. And uh, you're like, ah. So they took care of some of those little things. Mm-hmm. But still, there's a there's a shit ton that I'm I'm seeing. Like these guys have already manipulated some of the physics mechanics. Well, right? I was, was going to say, and, and, you know, forgive me for maybe jumping the horse here, but like you can build stuff in this. That is, that is one of the other things. And I will say it's actually it to me, that is a con that is that add on um, that breaks the game. Okay. Um, in a sense, because you can build things that are basically God bots. Oh, okay. Um, so like one of the things that you get are like lasers, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's no limit to the amount of stuff that you can put on something. Okay. Right. It doesn't use like, compo- like it doesn't use components. It uses components. Okay. But if you so as long it, as you have those components, you can, you can just keep, laser keep, guns. keep building them. Right. Okay. And that's what people did is so they built like this automatic robot that basically just follows them around with like 20 of these laser cannons on it Jesus. and it comes upon a gliok which is like the hardest um open world monster that you can fight okay right it has the most health and within seconds these lasers just <laughs> and the fucking gliok dies okay you know like and i'm just kind of like well that that breaks it yeah a little bit right you know yeah um you can build bridges it was quickly discovered that uh, I think it was 18 pieces connected together. You can bridge the gap between anything in the world. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Now, with that, when you transition, so if you enter a temple or something like that, whatever you built disappears. Oh, so do you get reimbursed those components? no okay see no. that's that's bullshit to me because if i spend a bunch yeah. of resources to build a giant killer mech thing and then go into some place and it gets destroyed and i don't get my stuff back now i'm mad yeah yeah see this so, is why i don't play <laughs> so um you don't get those resources back. but i will tell you i i have hundreds of these resources oh for, yeah okay so you get like it's not a detriment to spend these resources, then wander into a shrine and come back out and have to rebuild those resources. They actually even add the fact of they have an auto build. Oh, so it's like the last 10 or 15 things that you built. You can rebuild like that. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Or, and you can save your favorite builds. Oh, all right. So that you can always go back to them and just rebuild them all right. super quickly. That's better. And if you don't have enough of those resources, there's these like Zonai crystals and, and, and things that you get mm-hmm. that are a part of these components that it just expends its charges of those to create like kind of like a almost like a um, it reminds me of the. Uh, goo from luigi's mansion three. Oh, okay it's like the adhesive that they they use to combine these components it just creates that component out of that stuff got it you know right as a replacement for the missing component yeah so Makes like sense. yeah so it, you, you've got a bunch of different options for it 
but I felt like they didn't they didn't think about it <laughs> when they when they fully incorporated it, and they probably could have put more limitations on it if they wanted to. Maybe their intent was to allow people to do this. Mm. I personally didn't use it that way because I wanted the challenge of the battles, right? Right. Like I didn't want to go in and cheese every world boss, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I I. I wanted to get better at the combat and the fighting and, and, you know, those mechanics. So that's what I did. But it almost kind of relies on you having to do that. It's very, very weird. Yeah. Um, But ultimately I recommend it, right? Like if you liked breath of the wild or you, you just like Zelda in general, this is, this is a good game. Um, and I, I don't want to divulge anymore until we actually go into the actual plot of it. Right. right. Because there's a lot more connected to it. And there's a reason why I actually like this game a little bit more than breath of the wild. Mm-hmm. And that's mainly because of the storyline and what it represents and the potential. Yeah. Right. So, uh, with that, let's, let's do our, uh, spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Hey guys, just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. Boop, boop. All right. So, beginning of the game, you're under Hyrule Castle. You're exploring it with Princess Zelda, mm-hmm. right? You are maxed out on everything max hearts, max stamina, like max, right? And you're basically seeing like this purplish ghost fog, like creeping around everywhere. And Zelda's explaining to you that more and more, this stuff is appearing around Hyrule and it's it's killing things, making people sick and all this other stuff. So we're trying to find out basically like what is the cause of this? Okay. Right? You're right. And so she explains how like even as a little girl, she was always told it is absolutely forbidden for anyone to go underneath the castle of Hyrule. Okay. And... So she's like, I know we're doing this, but this seems to be where the source of this corruption is coming from. So let's do it. And as you travel down, you get to a point where you enter in basically like this this cavernous area under the castle. And in the center of it is what appears to be a mummified man with a mummified hand on his chest and it's the hand and like the, the like forearm right right. on his chest, holding him there. So it's like a full guy, full guy with with a hand, just an arm on his arm on his chest. Okay. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck is this basically? Right. And you're kind of like, well, that's not look good. (laughs) Right. And as you get closer, the man moves. Yeah. Yeah, and he, like, looks at you, and it glows with red eyes and everything. Oh, red eyes are bad. Yeah, and he spews forth this corruption, and Link, like, jumps in front, fucking swings the master sword down, and starts, you know, kind of, like, fighting it back and, like, parting it like the Red Sea type deal. And then the master sword just fucking shatters. Oh, no. And it, like, flies towards him, and a little piece, like, skims the the face Mm -hmm. of this mummified man. And, like, it cuts him, but then it, like, quickly, like, heals up. Oh. Right? And he starts talking about how, like, the this the, the uh, seal that has been kind of holding him 
has finally weakened enough and now he's free and he is going to do exactly what he's always wanted to do and how he, the precious master sword, the ultimate weapon that's supposed to have stopped him was puny mm-hmm. and didn't do its job and it didn't hold up. And you're literally holding like a fucking broken ass fucking master sword that's been eaten by corruption and everything. Right. Yeah. And with that, he like basically just spews forth his power and pushes Hyrule Castle up out of the ground. And it basically blasts like you and Zelda away and everything. And Zelda starts falling into darkness and you go to grab her. But your arm, because of the corruption when the Master Sword broke, has just been fucked up and destroyed. (laughs) Okay. Right? And she, like, ends up falling, but while she's falling, she disappears. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, you pass out. And then you wake up. And there's, like, this strange voice talking to you. And thank God it did not say, hey, listen. Because <laughs> I really thought it was going to. Um, and basically, you find out that it is the first king of Hyrule. Mm-hmm. Um. In order to save your life, he had to replace your arm with the uh, his arm, which was the arm that was on top of the mummified man. Oh, okay. You find out that that mummified man is Ganon. Of course, of because course. yeah, because Ganon is the the, yes. the evilest, baddest guy in all of Zelda lore. All of Zelda lore, right? And how he has been waiting a really long time to meet you because he's heard a lot about you from Zelda. And you're kind of like, what the fuck? Right. And you realize you're on this sky island, right? And you meet these little devices. They're Zonite devices. They were created by the first race, which is what he is. Um, And to like kind of do monotonous tasks and protect the world and stuff like that. And he's like, you're a stranger to them. So they're going to attack you, Mm -hmm. right? To defend what they're programmed. And he's talking about how like he's amazed that even after all of this time, these things are still running. And you basically then find out that like uh, Zelda, like there's series of flashbacks, right? Zelda, when she disappeared, she woke up way back when, when the first king was starting to rule Hyrule, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So the king and the queen. You find out Zelda is, of course, a descendant of their bloodline, and she holds the power over time, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to figure out how to send her back to Link. But they're not very familiar with all of this. This is a really weird thing, right? And through the, like, as you're going through and kind of exploring the world and doing all of these things, you're, you're getting more and more of these memories, right? Because you basically find out that what you ultimately need to do is get the help of the other champions to defeat Ganon, right? Okay. And of course, there's there's like four or five other champions or whatever, but it's a, it's a champion from every single one of the races. So again, very similar to Breath of the Wild, where you had to get the devices and the champions and all that other stuff to help you defeat Shadow Ganon, mm-hmm. right? 
And so, like, as you're traveling along the world, you meet um, Impa, who's the leader of the Sheik tribe. And you find out that she's no longer the leader. She's retired. Mm -hmm. But uh, since this catastrophe has happened, um, they have noticed these, like, giant um, symbols and, and pictures on the ground. And as you go and explore one, you get to a certain point and then like a pond of water uncovers itself and through that pond unlocks a memory from Zelda. And it shows you what she was going through in the past. And basically what you get, so there's a couple of different storylines going along here, right? Mm. When the incident happened, it changed Hyrule and all these islands started to appear and shit started falling out of the sky and Zonai technology was kind of being discovered and Hyrule castles floating in the air and you and Zelda disappeared and they have no idea what happened to you. So they've started searching for you. Mm -hmm. It's not really clear or maybe I miss it on how much time has passed since you disappeared and this is all going on in Hyrule and you woke up, right? Yeah. It's not the hundred year thing like it was in the past, right? Mm -hmm. But it's it's still definitely one of those like, what the deuce, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So like you have the, the storyline of trying to figure out what happened to Zelda. You have the storyline of trying to find Zelda. And then you have the storyline of... um quelling the corruption in these major areas which happen to coincide with the four major you know villages and right stuff like the that, tribes right? the different the different tribes yeah yeah mm -hmm. and so um you're kind of pursuing those so the first one we'll talk about is what happened to zelda right she got teleported back in time She's living with the king and queen of Hyrule, the very first king and queen of Hyrule. You find out that the king has um, the power over the light and the queen has power over time, just like Zelda does. Mm. They have these little gemstones that amplify those powers, right? Um, and so they're trying to help Zelda get back to our time. Okay. Right. I'm sorry. You're telling me that Zelda has a time stone? Basically. Okay. Um, and then, so, like, through this, you, they're finding out, like, they've never seen anything like this. They've never heard of anything like this. The only thing that they've ever seen or heard like this of somebody able to, to do this is if they basically live that long. And the only things able to live that long are the dragons. And Zelda could become a dragon, but it's an irreversible process. And once it happens, she basically loses all thought and memory of who she is. Mm -hmm. Right? Then they introduce Ganon. Okay. And Ganon shows up and he's like, us of the Garuda village will bow down to your new kingdom and everything and be humble servants to and acknowledge you as the ruler of Hyrule. Right? Mm-hmm. Of course, Ganon's like, fuck that noise. I'm going to basically bring him in close so that I can betray them and become the true ruler of Hyrule. Right. And uh, Zelda basically tells the king, like, I don't have a good feeling about that guy. And he's like, I don't either. But you know what they say? Keep your enemies close, mm, you know? Yeah. And uh, ultimately, yes, Ganon betrays them. Shocking. He kills his wife, 
Whoa. Oh, he, the king's wife. Right. And then he doesn't steals, kill his own wife. Steals the stone mm-hmm. that she has and implants it in his head and gets super fucking powerful. And because he's basically been waging war, the king has gone out and recruited a champion from every village and given them a stone to help fight this. And of course, Zelda's like, he's the ultimate evil. Like, we either need to stop him now or provide something so that Link can stop him in the future. Mm-hmm. Right. And he, she even basically tells the king, like, tomorrow we fail and you're going to die. Like, and we still haven't basically helped Link. Mm-hmm. Right. And the king's like, no, have faith. This is what's going to happen. Right. Nope, happens exactly that way. They go and fight him. He turns out to be too powerful. The king sacrifices himself, sealing him away and leaving everything but his arm, or, you know, the only thing of his arm behind in that seal. Right. Zelda then travels to each one of the champions saying, hey, 3,000 years or whatever in the future, he's going to release. I need your ancestry, your lineage to help Link. Can you make that vow? Mm-hmm. And they're like, of course. <laughs> and so like that brings us into cleansing the corruption. Right. Right. <clears throat> As you go through and cleanse the corruption, you hear the story of how Zelda, who is the sage of wisdom, right, shows up and asks them to vow to support Link. And so thereby they're asking their ancestor, are you going to pick up this vow that I made? And they, of course, go, absolutely. And then they get the little stone, mm-hmm. right? Right. And it, every single one of these temples is guarded by some form of corruption that Ganon has put there so that they don't get the stone. But, of course, you defeat it and you get the stone. Right. When you get the stone, they then make that vow to Link to support him. And they impart a part of their power with Link. Okay. So now you run around with companions. Oh, and you can have all five companions running around with you. All right, that's at the fun. same time. That's fun. Uh, it makes the fights a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, and I'll get into that when we start getting into the mechanics. <clears throat> right. Yep. So you go and you unlock all of them. Right. With this progression, you basically find out that Zelda's like, "How do I support Link? How do I help a Link out? Like, I've done everything else that I could. How else could I do it? Right." Mm-hmm. Well, she then flashes back to a memory because at the end of Breath of the Wild, you put the Master Sword back. So you go back to the Deku tree and you re-pull the Master Sword to go and explore underneath and see what this corruption is. And he tells you that um, uh, the Master Sword has regained some of its strength from the fight with Ganon, but it is not completely strong yet. The more intense... And the longer that it bathes in the light, the stronger the Master Swords get. That's that's its perk, mm-hmm. right? So you, uh, you kind of like remember this. Well, at that time, and this is one of the first things that happens, because like when you wake up, you have the broken Master Sword. And you get to this point, and there's like a little glowing orb of light, and you decide like, okay, I'm going to put the Master Sword in it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the master sword vanishes. 
Well, that's where you see the Master Sword reappears with Zelda. And she's like, I understand, Link. I got your message. I'm going to help you out. And she turns herself into a dragon. Oh, okay. Yeah. And when she turns herself into a dragon, because now, like in Breath of the Wild, there were only three. There was the fire, ice, and lightning dragon, right? Now you have a light dragon. Mm. Because you find out that Zelda not only has the power over time, but because she's a descendant of both of them, she also has power over light. So she turns herself into a light dragon, and she's protecting the Master Sword. So then you soar on up into the sky and you land onto the dragon and you rip the master sword out of its head. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause it's all like bound up in the hair and everything. And like, you're holding onto it and it's like going fucking wild. And you're like, Oh my God, you're hurting it. <laughs> right. And you pull it free and it's a fully restored master sword. Right. And it's supposed to be more powerful now because for basically 3,000 years, it has just been fucking... Absorbing. Absorbing the light from yeah. this light dragon, right? So, like, then you're like, okay, great. The part that bugs me about this is one of your objectives was to find Princess Zelda. You have found her. She's a dragon. She's a dragon. <laughs> they don't change any of the dialogue. When you go around and you're handling the corruption, each one of them is saying something like, Princess Zelda showed up and we saw her. Or she told me to do this or that we're not allowed to do this or da 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 right? Once you identify she's a motherfucking dragon, how is she also all these people that seem to be like sowing chaos, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, okay, whatever. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so you get, you get all of your champions, you have your master sword, you've identified she's the fucking light dragon. So now it's time to go fight Ganon, mm -hmm. right? And Ganon of course reveals like, ah, you were chasing around my puppet the whole time. <laughs> Cause I'm a villain yeah. from a Saturday morning cartoon. And then you fight him and it wasn't quite good enough. You know, like you do your best and like you're fighting him by yourself. And then luckily your team shows up and da 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 da. Right. On and your so, left. Yep. And now you have your whole team together and we're like, okay, we're going to go do this and we're going to do it right this time. <laughs> so you go and fight him again. And this time it's the three phased fight, right? Like you fight him as normal, just like he's a fully restored Ganon, demon Ganon, like you saw him. Mm. And then he turns into like full demon Ganon. And so you fight him like that. And then he turns into Dragon Ganon. There's a lot more emphasis on dragons in this one. Oh, there is. Like, I never remember there dragons is. being in any of the other Zeldas. Nope. And, and like, I didn't even know dragons were in the Breath of the Wild one. Yeah, there's three of them. <laughs> so um, dragons are new. Okay. Dra dragons are a thing. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so he turns into Dragon Ganon, right? And you, of course, hop on Zelda Dragon <laughs> or Dragon Zelda, right? And with her help, you fight Ganon, Dragon. Gan, Ganon Dragon. Ganon Dragon, right? And defeat him that way. And when that happens, um, like, the world is cleansed of this corruption, of course, right? right. <clears throat> and Zelda turns back into Zelda. And then you have this whole, like, sequence where you're, like, falling through the sky. And you got to, like, catch her, hmm. right? Okay. 
and then you see yourselves. And I'm, I'm a luck dragon. So one of the game mechanics is no matter how high you fall from, uh-huh. if you fall in water, you take no damage. That's bullshit. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Okay. But that's how it is. Right. It's so you see this cutscene where they're like fucking 60 miles up <laughs> and they're falling down and they fall into this little lake together. And then Link like carries her off the, you know, up the shore of the lake, you know, and uh, like lays her down. She wakes up and she's like, did we do it? And you're like, yeah, we did it. You know, like, yeah, you were a fucking dragon. Right. Yeah. And, like everything's good now. And that's the storyline of Zelda. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. It's so much more dragons than I would expect in a Zelda game. Right? Yeah. It's actually pretty cool, though. Right? Yeah. Um. So with that, yeah. let's get into the mechanics. Yeah, this is the shit that I hate. Yeah. The, the story sounds fine. The story's great. Yeah. I actually really like the story. And in this one, so they've always hinted at, and it's funny because we were just talking about this in last week's. Yeah. Right? They've always hinted at this, like, love romance between right. Link and Zelda, Link and Zelda, Link and Zelda, right? Yeah. And they do it a lot in Breath of the Wild too, right? Like in, in Age of Calamity, though not necessarily canon with these two games, does give you more insight into that, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of more backstory. Um, like Link is Zelda's knight. That's That's what he is in this. And, like, because he is the protector of the realm or the champion of the realm type deal, they actually explain that it's not that Link can't speak, but he feels like in order to demonstrate how seriously he takes his position, he needs to be more stoic. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, throughout this game, you see things that in between the time of Breath of the Wild and this game... Him and Zelda have gl- grown closer. Mm. Like they have a house together. Ooh. In that house is only a single bed. Oh my. In the game mechanics, Link cannot sleep in any bed that he does not own or renting. Okay. He can sleep in the bed in this house. <laughs> and it's called Zelda's house, but he can sleep in this bed. Hmm. She recreated the champion's tunic, but so that Link wouldn't find it, she hides the champion's tunic in the castle, not in her house. They're fucking. (laughs) They're totally fucking. They're fucking like ducks. Right? Like, it's like, and I appreciated it actually. Like, I liked this little play on like, there's something more there. Right. Right. Um, so like, but like the game mechanics of it, swords still break, weapons still break, shields still break. I hate that shit. Right. Yep. But at least in this one, it makes sense. Because it's all the purple calamity crap. Correct. Yeah. When the corruption spread across the land, it corrupted all of the weapons, making them weaker. Mm -hmm. Now in the underdark, you can find perfect forms of those weapons that have not been touched by the calamity shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they last a lot longer. They do still break, but they last a lot longer. Like to the point where I was like, dude, if I had this sword in breath of the wild, 
like this would be the only sword I ever had. Oh wow! Like it, it, to me, I'm I, I'm over exaggerating a little. Right, right, right. But in comparison between the two, I'm like, man, this thing is going for days. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I don't have to carry three sticks with me. Exactly. It, it's very it's very nice. And then on top of that, they increased the plethora of mm. weapons that you can get. Okay. So I was a little bit more okay with the weapon breaking mechanic. Right, because you're always constantly stumbling over oh good, like like equivalent leveled weapons. Because my yeah. biggest thing about that last one was that, like, if I find like a level twenty five sword, but like that's all that I have. Well, I want to save that, so now I'm running around with level three sticks. Like yeah. that is how that felt to me. Yeah, you know. And in this one, you're constantly finding appropriate level equipment, which is which is fine. And like if if like. If there were certain type of equipment, like I preferred the Zora weapons because mm-hmm. now the equipment also had special like kind of things to it. Because one of the other mechanics, so you have the arm of the first king. Right. With that arm comes accessibility to his race's like innate powers. Okay. So that arm is what allows you to build stuff. It also allows you to merge things to your weapons, Ooh. increasing damage and durability. Oh, all right. So now you could take a normal stick and merge a boulder onto it, and you've got a fucking rock hammer for days, <laughs> dude. Like, so instead of trying to find like a fucking giant sword or like a hammer, you can actually like I can just make one. You can make weapons of appropriate level that you need. Correct. Okay. So like, I liked that mechanic as all well. Right. You can also break them apart. Oh. Now, if you break them apart using your powers, one of them gets destroyed. Mm. One of the two items gets destroyed. I think it's the item that was added to the base item. The base item stays, but the additional item breaks. So it's like I have a rock I'm, is my base item. I have a level five rock and a level three stick. Yeah. I now have a level eight rock on stick. Correct. But I'm going to break it down. I lose my level three stick, but I still have a level five rock. Correct. Okay. I'm with you. All right. Now, but there's also once you find the village, right. there's a little village in the first game that you build. When you go back to that village in this game, there's a vendor there that will break apart your items for like 10 rubies. Okay. And both items stay intact. Oh, nice. Okay. So you don't lose one. So if I have my level five rock and my level three stick and I find a level four stick, I can break it apart and lose my level three stick, but then attach the level four. Or I can go to this guy and he can break apart and have a level five rock and a level four stick again. Yeah. Okay. And, and you know, kind of right. keep going that way. Um, and, and so you can do it to your weapons and you can do it to your shields. Ooh, okay. And you can add the Zonai devices onto them. So if you've got a level three stick and then you throw on a flamethrower <laughs> Zonai device, now when you swing, you're shooting flames out everywhere. Nice. So it's really fucking cool. Yeah. Like, it, it is a really cool mechanic that they All added right. onto it. Then, okay. See? This actually doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. You can also build flying devices. Okay. So there are fans. There's platforms. You put them together. Like now we got a helicopter. Now, now you got. Well, it's like a hover scooter. Oh, okay. (laughs) But it's like you're hovering around, right? Yeah. And you can go up. You can go down. You're gonna like it's. It's amazing. Like it's an incredible thing. Okay. It's super fast and traveling. So like you really have no limitations on where you can go. You know, as like, as, yeah, as long as I can build a hover scooter. Correct. Okay. And you're good to go. So, like, there's that, right? Right. 
um, the the fighting is the exact same. The problem that I had. So in the beginning of this game, mm-hmm. you get owned a shit ton. Okay. You get hit once and you're like dead. Oh my god! All right. There, there's a shit ton of things where it's like you get hit once and you're dead. And it's like, holy fuck, man. Like, I I died so much in the beginning of this because even, like, basic goblin enemies would hit me and there's half my health. Jesus. Yeah. So the game, like, it it's almost feels like it's it forces you to build stuff to help defend yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Now, eventually, you like you upgrade your armors and stuff like that, and you get better weapons and stuff like that, and that's no longer the case. Like, now a goblin hits me, and I lose, like, a quarter heart, mm. you know? Like, that helps. <laughs> but, like, in the beginning, it was really frustrating because I'm like, holy fuck, man. Like, I just feel like I'm dying all the fucking time. Yeah. So I didn't like that. I wish they would have done the scaling on that a lot better. Because it, you, like, you have to have your companions. You have to have better armor in order to survive in this game. Mm. And I don't like that. That was not a thing in Breath of the Wild. Like the the monster scaling was a lot better right. in Breath of the Wild. Here, I'm just like, man, they are so fucking overpowered. Like, you come across a Lionel, fucking call it. You're done. That's it. Like that bitch owned you. <laughs> because there's just no way. There's no way in the beginning of the game. Yeah. Like, you just have to be really fucking good at dodging and shit like that in yeah. order to do it. So what? at what point in the game did you stop feeling like that? Like, and and you can... Th- uh, I would honestly say about a quarter of the way through. Okay, so so okay, so about a quarter of the way through the game, you were like, oh, okay, it's... This is, I, I'm this starting is to balance out more. And, and I want to say, like, I don't know if a part of that is because I didn't go back and play, like, Breath of the Wild. I didn't familiarize myself with, like, the, the dodging mechanics mm-hmm. and everything like that. So, like... But because it's so unforgiving in the beginning, like it feels more brutal because until you kind of get get that uh, muscle memory back mm-hmm. of like, okay, this is when I dodge. The, I backflip here and now I'm into slow time and I rush up and I beat the shit out of them and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Like until you get back into that, it is, oh shit, I missed, I missed the timing on that. I'm dead. Oh, okay. Oh fuck. I didn't see him coming. I'm dead. Um, oh fuck that arrow came out of nowhere I'm dead <laughs> like honest to god it's it's that type of shit Wow. where it's just like I fucked up the slightest I'm dead Wow. Right. but once that muscle memory started coming back to me and I had a little bit better equipment I was like okay I'm I'm getting this now okay. I've got this Okay. so like it, it was definitely like a little bit of a skill based thing but I'm like sitting there going like when my son turns four, he'll be able to play Breath of the Wild. He won't be able to play Breath of the Wild well, but he'll be able to play Breath of the Wild. And he's not going to die all the time. Mm-hmm. He will not be able to play this game because he will die all the time. <laughs> and like, uh, you know, I have a friend who's got a 10-year-old son. And like, I, I always got on this kid because he like he never confronted challenges mm-hmm. in video games. Like... I would watch this dude play Mario Odyssey and he would just redo the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again because he knew he knew he could beat it. Mm -hmm. Right. He would never take on something that he didn't know he could beat, 
when he started playing this game, and, and this is this game actually did help him in this regard. When he started playing this game, because he's a big Zelda fan as well, he was incredibly frustrated, and it, it almost kind of defeated him in a sense because he could not get over how hard it was for him to do things. You know, like how quickly you die on this. Mm-hmm. So like he had to basically like push through that in his own personality to be able to eventually persevere. But even now he's like, I can't fight a Gleok. They, they, they just fuck me up. Mm. And Gleoks are these three headed, uh, uh, dragons. Okay. For lack of a better term, they're basically like a Hydra okay. that are elemental. Oh. So like standard Gleoks will stick with one element, fire, ice, lightning, right? King Gleoks, each head is one of the elements. <laughs> Yeah, which really fucking sucks. I bet. Um, but yeah, but even then, like once you start learning like the mechanics around it, they actually get pretty easy. Because in the first game, you had mar- monster parts, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. This is another mechanic that they added. Those monster parts really didn't do a whole lot in the first game. You used some uh, of them for far, cooking, I think. Uh, but even then, it wasn't like a whole lot. Yeah. Um, now, they're either used to help you make elixirs. Mm-hmm. So like health potions or speed potions or lightning resistance or defense or whatever. Right. right? Or you can join them onto weapons and armor to increase those stats uh, i see right so you have these little like bat-like creatures when you defeat them you get a wing and an eyeball sometimes most of the time right drop the leads. eyeball you attach to an arrow and it's a homing arrow oh nice it always hits the target the wing you attach to an arrow and it increases the distance the arrow can travel well, that makes sense right yeah and you have all these different components that do it and i'm like this is cool now, right? right? So like fighting a Gleok, you basically f- jump up in the air, you go into your bow time, so it slows down time, you attach an eyeball onto your arrow, and you fire it at one of the heads, you hit that each head three times, it stuns it, then you run up and just fuck that shit up with your weapon. <laughs> Got right? it, yeah. And you can keep doing this. There are bows that fire three arrows at a time. Okay. You attach one eyeball... All three arrows are homing. Nice. So all three arrows will zoom in and hit that and stun that head. And then you do it two more times, which you can easily do in one jump. And you've stunned it. And then you run, run up and up just and... fuck it up. Oh. Right? Uh, bones. They're incredibly brittle, right? Yeah. But incredibly powerful. So you attach them onto like a great sword. Mm. And now you've got a weapon that you can swing like three or four times. But every time you hit, massive it is damage. doing massive fucking damage. Nice. So, like, the combat mechanics in it, they have really improved by allowing you to fuse things onto your weapon. Like, it's really cool that way. Mm-hmm. It is something that I really love doing is experimenting with that. And then they have, like, even armor sets that help increase those kind of things. So, like, there's a luminous armor set that basically looks like that cheesy Halloween costume of a skeleton. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're wearing that armor set and you're using a bone weapon, it multiplies the damage of the bone weapon. <laughs> Which I'm like, that's awesome. All right, that's fun. Yeah. 
Because, like, the great fairies make an appearance again. Mm-hmm. And they tell you if you upgrade an entire armor set to level two, it unlocks a hidden ability in the armor set. Now, not all armor sets have this, but most of them do. And, yeah, so you, you upgrade every piece to level two and boom. Like, there's an armor set that you get for doing these, like, skydiving challenges. Mm-hmm. Right? And it basically looks like a little bird and like a wingsuit. Okay, right? fine, yeah. Right? And um, what its main purpose is, is as you're falling through the sky, it increases the distance that you can travel while normal falling without using your glider. Because your glider uses stamina. Right. But normal falling doesn't. So you can travel further just normal falling with it. If you upgrade it to level two, no matter how high you fall from or where you land, you take no damage. No. Yes. That is broken. It's fucking awesome, bro. Because <laughs> I'm like in that armor set and I'm just like fucking straight, straight dive down to the ground. And I hit the ground and I just start walking away like I'm fucking boss. And I'm like, dude, that is some like super... Like, if I could do the superhero landing, I totally would, because that shit is so cool to me. That is awesome. Broken as fuck. Broken as fuck, but awesome. Fucking love it. Yeah. Right? And then, of course, they have the nostalgia factors. You get armor sets for Ocarina of Time, Twilight Princess. There's the uh, very first sword, which I love the description of it. Um, I I can't remember all of it off the top of my head. But it, it's like something along the lines of like this sword looks appears to have been made a very, very long time ago. <laughs> you might want to take it just in case if it's dangerous to go alone. Uh, and I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. See, that's like, what we were talking about. The difference between between fan service and nostalgia. Like, yeah, that's nostalgia right there. In a nice way. Yeah, in exactly. a great way. Like, I fucking love it. And so there's stuff like that, right? And then, um, you know, there's a shit ton of side quests. Yeah. Shit ton of side quests. You have uh, you have little monotonous things like every once in a while you're traveling around the world and you see this guy and he's like holding up a sign. And he tells you like, hey, help, help me support this sign so that I can nail it to the ground. Mm. So then you got to like build a contraption to hold up the sign. And it's got to stay standing for a little bit. And then he's like, oh, my God, it's standing. And then he nails it to the ground and he gives you a bunch of useless shit. Okay. And there's like every time you see him, you just help him hold up the sign. And he nails <laughs> it to the ground. Right. I don't think I've hit all of those. Mm-hmm. Right. Because uh, there, there seems to be a shit ton. So I don't know what happens if you've, you when you complete it, yeah. all of them. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to find out. Yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, there's a shit ton of caves to explore. Uh, wells. There's actually a quest. One lady, she's like, I'm a well diver, and I want to know where all the wells in Hyrule are. So Ugh. you explore all the the wells, report back their location to me, and I'll give you something nice. I haven't found all the wells yet. Mm-hmm. Um, You're going to get a spelunking helmet. <laughs> right. Something stupid. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of things where I've done like some really hard shit, and they're yeah. like, here's a ruby. And I'm like, that's it? <laughs> that's all you fucking gave me? What bullshit is this? Uh, so you ha- you haven't said anything about her yet. Where is Epona around? Can you ride horses? Okay. So horses are around. Okay. Right. Ganondorf's horse is in the game that you can get naturally. The horse god is in the game that you can get naturally. Princess Zelda's horse is in the game that you can get naturally. Epona is not in the game that you can get naturally. 
Okay. And then you say you keep saying naturally because they are in the game. You can just run around and, 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 and hop on them, them and yeah. tame them and right put them into okay. your stable. Opponent can only be got through amiibos. Oh, that's yeah. stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. And there's a lot of stuff that's that's kind of like that. So like the glider, you can change the fabric on your glider, so it's no longer the same like lame glider and everything. Right. right? You go to the I'm, dye merchant; he's able to change the fabric on your glider. I want a metal glider? <laughs> I don't think there is one. <laughs> um, I don't think a metal glider would work. And stuff like that. So like some amiibos will unlock game specific fabrics uh, okay so like an ocarina of time amiibo will unlock an ocarina of time fabric mm, right makes sense yeah little collectibles like that um the other thing that they did speaking of horses because i don't remember this in breath of the wild and, and correct me if i'm wrong maybe it's just something that i didn't do mm. you can find the horse god and if you provide the horse god with food he will increase the stats on your horse okay but this only works for certain horses. He will not increase the stats on Epona because Epona is considered a legendary creature and you must respect her. <clears throat> and she does not wish to be altered. Oh, okay. That's what the horse God says. Okay. Right. And I'm like, I'm cool with it. Right. Now, Epona, she's not maxed out on everything. Um, she's almost maxed out on three of the four stats because the other thing that they added was the pull stat because you get your horse a pull harness mm. and then you can attach a wagon to them and you can pull around a wagon so some horses have pull stats and some don't opponent does not opponent cannot pull shit <laughs> and that's because you can't change the uh, um the saddle because you must respect her all of opponent stuff is exactly that. It yeah. looks exactly like it, which I don't care. I fucking love opponent. Right. Opponent's the greatest. Um, so yes, you can get opponent okay. through amiibo, um, which. But why would you use it when you can build a flying scooter, a helicopter scooter, which is way faster? Yeah, <laughs> way more easy. Like it's actually easier to do than the horses. Right. So I, I ride her for nostalgia. Right. I was going to say, I mean, unless you just want to do it because you're just having one of those days where you're like, like I can't I'm, be fussed. I'm, I'm going to ride my horse. Yeah. Right. Like you get to build your own house in this. Oh, all right. so I built my house. It's a modular house. You buy the modules, you stick them together. Okay. And da, da, da. One of the modules that you can get is a stable. Oh, okay. So I put a stable in it and princess Zelda's horse hangs out in front of my house. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I thought can you put up like cool. fencing and stuff around the house. Uh, yes, but like it sucks in a way because every little thing that you do counts as one module. Oh, so to make the best use of it, like I avoided putting decorations because it's not for aesthetics. It's for, um, use, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So like I have a shrine in my house that I can pray to, to upgrade my stats. Mm. I have a bed so I can sleep. I have a kitchen so I can cook food. And then I have a bunch of stands to hold weapons and, and shields and stuff that I don't want to use necessarily, mm. but I don't want them cluttering up my inventory. Right. So I, I have those. Can you do like inventory? Like, can you do like chests and stuff in your house to store items or no. can you only do it on like these special stands? These special stands, okay. unfortunately. Yeah. So you can't just have a chest full of shields. Yeah. And there's, there's most weapons you can get again. Mm -hmm. Right. So, like, there isn't one that I have found so far that if it breaks on you, I can't just get again, right? Like, there's a Poe merchant now. 
And so when you're in the Underdark, you're collecting all the Poe spirits and you use those Poe spirits to trade to the Poe merchant, mm-hmm. which is like this stone statue that used to be this long forgotten god or something like that, right? Because why not? Why not? <laughs> and you trade to them and they'll give you items and most of these like unique weapons like the fierce deity from Majora's Mask, mm-hmm. you get his armor set and his sword. Okay. And so if you break the sword, you can buy the sword again from him. All right. Right. The other thing that I don't like about it is you can have multiple of the same armor set. And I think that's dumb. I think that just clutters up. Like you can't, there is no limit to the amount of armor that you can carry, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I, I already have this piece. Right. I don't want it again. Cause so armor doesn't break. Armor doesn't break. Okay. Only shields and weapons. Okay. I, I wasn't sure if you would set it and I couldn't remember it precisely. So I figured I would double check, but like, cause yeah, especially if your armor doesn't break, why would you need to buy it? Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe if you drop it or accidentally sell it, maybe, I don't know, but it should I don't do know the, if you can drop it, but here's the thing. And I haven't tried to sell it. Maybe I should, because uh, I'm like, fuck man. I don't, I don't want like seven copies of the same. I suit. have three chess pieces for the Royal Guard armor set. Okay, yeah. I did not buy a single one of them. I have found all three of them. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want three of them. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. this is dumb. Like, if I already bought it or if I already own it or something like that, there should be something in the game system that says he already has this item, change it to fucking rubies. Like, you or, know, or Or whatever. at the very least, it's grayed out. Like, you go into a shop and you already have the Royal Knight chess piece so the way the shops work in this is like they're all on stands everything's on stands oh. so you just walk up to the item and then you purchase it from Got there it. it's right? not like from a list it's not from a list yeah or i can understand that the poe merchants on the other hand they're from lists okay but like general shops just, outside of like traveling merchants they're on stands i will fully admit this sounds like the most th- this is, sounds like the only zelda game i might actually be interested in playing because i like i like the idea of everything even even though i don't like the mechanics of everything but i i could spend hours just building my house yep. and going around and exploring yep. i won't like that all my shit is getting destroyed but knowing that like well i can always just go buy another level 25 sword I, or i honestly I'd give it a try, man. Yeah. Like, at the very least, give it a try. I was going to say, this is about as close. I mean, even with Breath of the Wild, I was like, I really am not interested. Uh, I'm not, in, no, I'm not, I'm not I interested. Do I don't want to do I'm this. I'm not interested. This is the first one I'm like, this um, actually like, has... And some- then... Sorry, go no, ahead. No, 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 no. I, I was just going to say, this one sounds like it actually has stuff not specifically story related, but like, I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I like building my own house. I like there's, running there's, around and exploring and that kind of stuff. Um. One of the cool parts is like there's these cherry blossom trees mm-hmm. and you go up to them and you drop a piece of fruit, which I think this is fucking hilarious. You drop a piece of fruit in this little bowl in mm. front of the cherry tree and then you like you see this mystical horse show up and he reveals the location of every cave around that cherry blossom. Tree. Oh, nice. So you do get a little bit map revealing. No, no, no. It's it's these pillars of light. Oh. And you travel to the pillar of light and where, uh, wherever that pillar's sprouting from, there's a cave there. So then you can go into the cave and then you come back out and they last for like a night or a day or you know, you know one of the standard time cycles, but literally it's a little tedious, yeah. but it's super convenient because you go, you drop an apple, it reveals it, you pick up the apple, you go to a couple of caves, do a couple of caves, go back to the cherry tree, drop the same apple, um. pick up the apple, go do a couple more caves, <laughs> come back. But you're finding like 
all this shit. You're exploring all this shit. You're like, yeah. it's really, really cool. At least to me it was. Cause I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And then you have the whole underdark yeah. as well, where like you get this suit of armor that basically like, it looks like a minor suit, right? Like has all these lanterns hanging off of it, glo- globes of light on it. Right. Mm-hmm. To illuminate around you. And you're running around in the underdark, just fucking mining up shit, exploring new shit, learning shit. Like it, it's, there's a lot of mythos in this. And that's what I was about to say. One of the things that I haven't touched on that I really like about this is Skyward Sword. Yeah. Skyward Sword was the first Zelda game or like chronologically, right? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be the first Zelda game. They're what create Ganon and, and all this other shit and, and create that curse. This is supposed to kind of go hand in hand with that, right? Like Skyward, this the time that Zelda travels back to is right before Skyward Sword. The reason why this world goes up into the air and you have all these sky islands, right? Yeah. Is because Demon King Ganon is created. Demon King Ganon is who you fight in Skyward Sword. And he's the one, when you fight him in Skyward Sword, He's the one who basically goes, you know, like he gets resurrected, Mm -hmm. you fight him. And when you recapture him, right, that's what curses the timeline so that you, him and Zelda will always be reincarnated. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Exactly. Yeah. Because you defeat him in this game and truly defeat him. That cycle could be broken. They could redo zelda games as we know it now i hope that they don't get rid of like zelda and link Mm -hmm. right like i but we've always experimented Mm -hmm. with different bad guys they truly haven't been really successful like the most successful zelda games always have like ganon as the bad guy you know but i'm interested to see where they take it from here because they have that opportunity now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you no longer... You, you you created this thing where you put yourself in an infinite loop. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. Now, you were talking about Breath of the Wild. It's whole thing being completely wonky compared to the rest of the Zelda games. A lot of people have actually said that. And there's a huge fan basis that are like, bring back that old mechanic. I go, I go to temples, like run through the temples and the puzzles and all that other stuff. Yeah. You know, fight a boss at the end, get a thing and move on. Like Ocarina of time to me was the perfect mixture of that open world concept. Yeah. And the temple mechanics, right? Mm -hmm. Like this, every single one of the, the temples to unlock the champions. I beat in 20 minutes. (laughs) They're not hard. They're not hard. Like once you figure out like, oh shit, this is what I, this is what I'm doing. Mm. Right. It's done. Mm. Most of them are, there's this mechanism and you have to trigger this mechanism using your companion's special power this many times. And once you do that, then you fight the main boss. Oh, wow. And then the main boss is beat. So like, there's a, a the, the the um the Rita Rito or whatever they are the bird people the bird people yeah there's a bird that can generate his own gusts of wind 
right? So he comes with you to the temple and there's basically a lock and it's like, oh, we need to, you know, unlock this door in order to unlock this door. I have to turn this wind turbine and there's seven of them. So you find all seven of the turbines and he uses his power on it and the door unlocks and you go in and you fight the boss and it's done. Yeah, that's kind of meh. It's kind of lame. Yeah. It's super lame. <clears throat> like I had more fun exploring the world than I did doing the temples or even the shrines. Mm. Like most of the shrines you can either cheese or they're super simple. Yeah. Like because you can build things now in the shrines, you can't build things. Right. But there's this one where you're like, you're supposed to be like grinding a platform along the rail and you've got to attach like the fans to it. And it like switches from one rail to another. So it's like a balancing act. Mm -hmm. I tried to do it like 15 times. I was like, fuck this. I walked out of the temple. I dropped a bunch of shields. I threw on a fucking bunch of uh, um, rockets onto them. (laughs) Went back into the temple, made it back to that same spot where I was having problems. I fucking used my rocket shield to blast me all the way up to the top of the temple. And then I glided across the gap into where the finish line was and done nice nice like so you can do stuff like that yeah you can't build it in the shrine but you can bring it into the shrine that's so weird so like i just bring it back into the shrine and done (laughs) so like that wasn't even that enjoyable to me so i was like okay well like you know but exploring the world and doing all the side quests and finding all of these little hidden things like can you Ganon's horse and can you summon and dismiss the companions yes oh that's so cool so if you want to just run around by yourself absolutely just run around with the water person yep oh damn it damn it so here's why i like zoro weapons Uh because zoro weapons their special stat on them is if they're wet it like doubles their damage oh your uh the zora special companion encircles you into a globe of water oh wow making the zora weapon wet heck yeah so so building off of that is there is there a weather dynamic is there like so like if it's raining you're just like zora weapons yep that see damn it damn it it is so fucking cool and then when you merge them with other things like holy shit dude i had a weapon doing like 600 damage which is which is a lot which is a lot i'm assuming it's a lot yeah like i said i'm working off of 25 level 25 swords yeah yeah 600 damage because they don't really have levels it's just like right how much damage they put out this is yeah uh 600 damage and then when it's wet it's doubled that (gasps) and then it goes into a crit status right yeah Uh, uh right before it's about to break every hit's a critical hit and then like the final hit when it does with like the one right before it breaks is a double crit status. <gasps> so like there's, and there's there. So Lionel's right. You can hop on the back of Lionel's and you can attack them. So mm. you stun a Lionel, you jump on its back and you're just wailing away on the back of it. You want to get a weapon into that final hit status because when you jump on the back of a Lionel, when you're on the back of it, it doesn't deplete your weapon durability. Okay. Yeah. So you always want to carry so it you're, around. You're hitting that. If you're going to fight a Lionel, yeah. like put one into that. You can do it by just hitting the ground or whatever. Put one into that or like a really strong weapon into that final status. And then like you jump on his back and that's the weapon you wail away on him and it just mm. done. 
fucking done. Pro tip right there, folks. Absolutely. <laughs> so like, yeah. So like, yeah, the Zoro weapons, I'm like, these are awesome. Yeah. Uh, the Gerudo weapons inc- uh, double the damage of anything that you attach to them. Okay. So you can create some really powerful weapon combos with those. Yeah. Um, my only problem with those, I don't feel like the durability on those lasts very long. So it's a, it's, you know, kind of a glass cannon, yeah. right? Hits really hard, but doesn't last very long. Right. So like those, those ones I tend to save for like big, big bosses. And I'm like, I just want to mop this floor with this guy fucking quick because mm-hmm. it's, I, I don't want to fuck around with him. Like just fucking hit him with everything I got. Yeah. Right? Um, but yeah. So like, I like that kind of shit, man. And even the, like the creativity, I've seen people build fucking Gundams. <laughs> oh, I've seen some pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. With the building uh, mechanic. Did I send you? There's a, a mythic quest. It's a show on Apple TV. Okay. Right. Okay. There's an episode of it where one of the game developers wants to include a shovel and like the, the head producer or whatever he is. I can't remember. He wants to make the shovel a weapon where she wants to make it like a a tool, Mm -hmm. you know? And he's like, come on, man. You know what the TTP on the, on an item like this would be. And like the, head producer or whatever like he's supposed to be like the office manager or company manager of this that nobody takes seriously right he's leading around a group of like college or high school students and everything and he's like for those of you who don't know tp ttp stands for time to penis <laughs> it's how long it takes the community to turn it into a penis <laughs> and so like i saw somebody take that clip right and then like they explain that and then the next shot is tears of the kingdom and all these different scroll throughs of people making penises and i was just like (sighs) the ttp on that was pretty quick yeah it was oh my gosh (laughs) it's just so ridiculous man but again we're giant man babies Uh, it's too funny yep like but yeah no uh, i'd give it a chance yeah it's it's you know if it ever comes on sale or whatever and that might just be it my sister was asking about it um but i of course i was like you need to make your own decision for that i'm not the person to ask for that because i'm unequivocally like i and and like i said and i and i own this i know that it's a fun game and i know that the people who play it really enjoy it yeah it is not for me i did not enjoy the little bit of the first of the breath Breath of the wild breath of the wild that i played yeah and, I know you didn't. And I, remember. That, yeah, I remember. And that's and that's me. And I know that I'm kind of on an island, no pun intended. But this one, like I said, a lot of it sounds like while there are still those in what in my oh. opinion I call n- a, a nuisance, it seems like they have done things to m- help alleviate some of that. So it may be worthwhile to on to, those lines. Oh yes, okay. <laughs> one of the greatest nuisances, you run into a dungeon or, or, or a cave, you get all the way to the end of the cave, and then you're like, fuck, now I got to run all the way back out? Nope. They have a teleport, so you can shoot up through the ground all the way up to the surface, and you're out of the cave. Nice. It's one of the abilities. So you can you can port yourself through ground, and it's actually how you, like, you use it to solve puzzles and shit like that. All right. And everything. That's pretty cool. And I'm like... That has been super fucking useful because some of these some of these caves and dungeons is are like in depth. Depth. Yeah. And I'm like, 
I start running back and my wife's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I got to run back to the beginning. She's like, no, you don't just fucking go through the roof. And I'm like, ah, oh, yes. <laughs> and I actually read an article where, uh, the like lead developer on it was saying like, while he was testing things out, like it was something that he put in so that he could just quickly get out of these dungeons after he made sure everything worked in them and everything. Mm. And then he was like, why don't we just give this to everybody? Right. This is fucking amazing. So then they, they gave it to everybody. That's a smart move. Why make, (laughs) why make them run all the way through an empty dungeon for no reason when they can just to the, I will say, no so far none of them are empty well like after you go through it yeah. well once it's done yeah, no that's yeah. what i'm saying oh, like yeah. if i walk through an entire cave system because yeah, yeah. that's it right i'm gonna go walk through this entire cave system yep. explore every nook and cranny kill everything i come across yep get to the end fight what i'm assuming is like an end boss of that cave system or whatever right like there's something there that like i fight potentially it. i potentially fight potentially not it depends right but instead of walking through what i would assume to be now an empty dungeon yeah i can just teleport straight to the top that's a smart move yeah like yeah no it's super cool because if i want to go back into the cave i can just teleport and then go back into it later like yeah i could do that so that sounds good yeah no it's cool it's cool but that's all i've got man like right. I, I highly recommend this game I, th- I think it works out really well i liked the things that they added onto it i know that our mutual friend really hates the build thing mm. um and and i will say it kind of it's kind of like zelda meets Fortnite yeah. type deal right and, and um, like i've seen the screenshots yeah it looks weird but you know it it's useful. Yeah. It can be fun. You can use it as much as you want to, or you can not use it at all. We, like there there's, I kind of at a point where I only use it for necessity. Yeah. I was going to say, that's the kind of thing, right? It's nice to have it there, but if you want a stronger challenge, just don't, don't use, use it. it and use it. If you need to, if you're yeah. struggling with something, you can use it. Well, and then there's some of the travel, like when you're in the sky islands, it's nice to have the ability to build this like fucking hovercraft and just, okay now i'm on the next island right you know like yeah. instead of being like okay how do i get over there i gotta build a slingshot and i gotta anchor myself oh oh oh, oh nope nope overshot overshot over ah fuck me it's gonna take me like 20 more hours just to get back up to the island again no like you got shit so that's funny that's uh that's uh that's all i got for there's my uh my recommendations all Run right. through the end credits thank you so much for listening we appreciate no. it <laughs> Um, don't forget you can go to our Patreon you can sign up for any tier you can see the uh, unedited video of us talking about this you also get the unedited audio if you subscribe to those higher tiers Uh, thank you so much for listening we do have the uh, email no tokens required at hotmail.com send us your comments questions concerns don't forget go to the Facebook do all that good stuff like us share us subscribe do all that fun stuff Uh, let us know what your thoughts on this were how you felt about this game and uh, yeah, stay tuned for next episode. I think we are doing Diablo four and um... <laughs> no. Yes. I thought we were doing um, Final Fantasy. Uh, the release schedule said Diablo four. Oh, my apologies. That's fine. No, but then we are going to give a kind of a first impressions into Final Fantasy 16. Um, we both dived into that a little bit uh, prior to recording today. Uh, and again, right, we we don't hide it at all. We meet once, we record a bunch of episodes the same day, and so we got a lot of stuff to play in between sessions. So thank you all so much for listening. Caleb, thank you so much for your thoughts on this game. I may or may not, I'm, I'm like 75% want to check it out now. You're going to. So again, thank you, That's everybody. We'll catch you next time. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until then, game Game on. on.
Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required for New Year's no part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from the Tokens Required.